BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. down the NBA trade deadline, and I am so fucking excited. And as always, we are brought to you by Geek Buys Nation. Joining me tonight is Luke Owls. What up, Luke? Not much, man. Just, uh, you know, excited. We got another eventful uh, couple of days and final day of the trade deadline. So, you know, excited to talk everything that went down. Indeed, man. It was looking bleak early, right? Like, I I remember you sending a message in the group thread, like, what the fuck is happening, dude? Like, I just need some trades right now. Like, what, like, what, uh, James Ennis to the Sixers? Like, is that, is, is that going to be our fucking headline for the day? Like, come on. Uh, and we yeah, I needed them. the West like, Coast. Hey. I needed them to wake yeah. up and catch up to all of us over here. I was like, we can't just be waiting for every one of you guys over there to start, like, waking up and doing stuff. Need to have no shit. Yeah, well, they started filing in, and we got a lot to talk about. Uh, also joining us tonight is Joel Jimenez, our chief operator of NBA news, Woj bombs, like giving us all the intel, all the info. Um, hey, just thanks, man, for like keeping us all updated all day. You do a fucking great job at it, and uh, like, dude, like I was, I was constantly like recycling um my uh my uh our messages all day to be like what 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 is Joel sent me now? What is Joel sent me now? Like give it give it all to me man. Uh so thank you for that sir. Yeah, I tried. It was so exhausting. <laughs> Especially when they couldn't give me everything all at once. So we got this guy's getting traded but we don't know for who and shit. I was like, oh my god, right. just give me yeah. everything at once. Uh, yeah, frustrating. Like, but it was, it was like, good. It's fun. Yeah, it was like what was it? Either, I think it was earlier today, maybe last night. I can't remember. Um, but like, I think it was last night. There was a, there's that trade with um, 
Houston and Cleveland and Sacramento. And I was like, wait, they can't yeah. aggregate those people. Like, that doesn't make any sense. That's not possible. And you're like, dude, I'm just reporting the fucking news, bro. Like, take it up with fucking Woj. Yeah, um, right. Exactly. <laughs> but apparently, um, I guess because of – I don't know if it's, like, just for the deadline or if it's something I, I'm not quite understanding with maybe minimum salaries that is, they can be aggregated, but uh, regular salaries can't. I I got to I got to brush up on my CBA and get uh a, a little more in the know with this stuff. I pride myself on knowing a lot about the CBA. Um but inevitably there's always something there in the CBA that I, you know, I'm not aware of. Um you know, right. namely as of as of late uh and and we all fell into this boat. Um that whole Kyrie AD can't trade for AD thing. Um like that just came out recently and i would imagine there is some poor motherfucker out there just like me who knows way more about the cba than he even should and is sitting there every time you know somebody's reporting on uh boston should trade for anthony davis you know you know the past two years and this motherfucker's just screaming at the television being like they can't do it it's a fucking Derrick Rose thing, blah, 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 you know. <laughs> um, and it's actually not the Derrick Rose thing. It's a different thing. But um, nonetheless, uh, let's get into everything because we have so much fucking shit to get through. So many trades. We're going to um, we're gonna try to get through the blockbuster trades, if you will, um, and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll try to give all of us um, – you know, a, uh, a a monologue, if you will, to, to discuss um, kind of our uh, – maybe our uh, views on on a lesser trade or, or a team or what have you. Um, so, but let's jump into it. The biggest trade of this deadline, in my opinion, has to be the Sixers acquiring Tobias Harris. So the Clippers traded Harris, Boban – and Mike Scott to the Sixers in exchange for Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, Landry Shamit, Philadelphia's 2021 first rounder, Miami's 2021 first rounder, uh, which is unprotected, and two additional second round picks. Um, Joel, like, break this down for me. I, I mean, this trade came in the wee hours of the morning. Uh, again, the NBA never fucking sleeps, bro. Uh, and you know, it, it it came in. We got it uh early yesterday morning. Um, and dude, yeah. like this is this is this is huge. What are your thoughts on this trade? Well, it was uh one of those like what the fuck things in the morning because like you said, I was asleep when that shit right. came down. I uh, found yeah. and I saw that Juwan posted it, and I'm like, what the. When did this happen? Like, how did I miss that? And it, it was just like right. in the middle of the night, it went down. And like, like we're talking about Tobias Harris is coming off a, a game winner. <laughs> and, and you know what? Goodbye. Right. Uh, we don't need any more winning from, uh, from you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and that's basically what happened. Uh, I, I mean, in, in that regard, I kind of felt bad for him. But, you know, shit, man, that's a huge move for the Sixers. That was a giant move. Yeah. Um, they made a statement. That was a statement trade. That because uh, look, mm-hmm. we all looked at it. We're like, well, the Sixers are like the fourth of all the, of the best teams in the East, right? You look at them, maybe they're the fourth best. We looked at possibly them having in the cra- three all stars. Yeah, go ahead. Right, and that's the crazy thing. That's just what I was gonna say. They got they're the only team in the East that has 
like three all-stars and you know i get it jimmy butler wasn't awarded an all-star spot but he's a fucking all-star um they have three all-stars and nobody gave them a chance to win the east and like clearly they felt the same way because they fucking went out and made this trade right no exactly um they felt like they needed a boost, and look, we all said they needed to do something because last year they went into right. they wait they waited on everything and they waited for the, the you know, buyouts, and they went that way and it worked for them like like greatly, but they didn't want to you know take that chance and they went in a different mm-hmm. direction and they went and got an all again he didn't get picked for the all star game but he should have been an right. all star another guy yes. Right, so they got two guys that basically should have been in the all-star game on their squad yeah. with their mm-hmm. big two. So it's like, shit. And they have J.J. Reddick still, and J.J. is a very good player. Right. So now it's not like he's not he's no slouch. So you have a really yeah. good starting five, one of the best starting fives in yeah. the Eastern Conference, in the league. And it's like right. now they're uh, definitely a, a contender in the Eastern Conference where at that one point we were looking at maybe Milwaukee in Toronto and Boston as as, favor, as bigger favorites than than Philly, you probably have them fourth and over Indiana, and that's mainly because Indiana is injured. And but even then, Indiana, um, I still think poor Indiana. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But yeah, yeah. Philly definitely made a statement. Um, the Clippers um, made it went in a different direction. Uh, they're like, fuck it, we ain't winning. Uh, we win too much. Uh, we're not doing shit this year anyway. They traded their best player. Got some really good assets. Landry Shaman has been playing really, really yeah. good. Um, they got some uh, stopgap guys in Wilson Chandler and and uh, Mike Muscala. Um, and then eventually they they Muscala again. But that's that's for another. We'll talk about that later. But um, they and they get two picks. You know, they got a 2020 first round and a 2020 unprotected first uh, via Miami and two second rounders, like you said. And that's really good, really good for a guy from uh, like Tobias Harris. Clippers. Uh, Clippers, hella. Like, they did what basically what the Knicks did, but they're on the west uh, on the west coast, and and uh, I gotta give them credit for pulling it off. Yeah, no, I agree. I fucking loved the uh, the trade from the Clippers, um, dude. Like from their perspective, like if right. you're the Clippers, you want to go after Kawhi Leonard in the off season. You did not mm-hmm. want to pay Tobias Harris a max contract, which or or a right. near max contract, whatever the case that is. But I mean. He's gonna demand that. Like he's gonna demand. Um, like I mean, we all we all read into the lines this this uh, earlier this um, off season uh, when, when he turned down the uh, four year eighty million dollar contract, and we all kind of speculated on you know, well, he's betting on himself. Is this a smart decision? Is it not? What have you? And clearly, it was a very smart decision on his part and his agent's part because um, he's outplayed any real expectation of what I thought anyway, he was going to play um, this season. And, and just as far as shooting, he's shooting 43.4% from three. Like that's ungodly good. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as the, the Clippers man, like you flipped an asset that you probably, probably weren't going to keep. And like, look at it this way. You traded now Blake Griffin and got his salary off your books for um, three first-round picks, two second-round picks, and Landry Shaman. That's a fucking great deal. Like, that is oh, yeah. so good. Like, if you just, like, look at it like, from that perspective, like, that's a fucking 
tremendous haul, um, you know, that they were able to pull off. So, like, props to them on that. And as far as if you're the Sixers, like, Tobias Harris, um, well, first of all, I'm so glad they kept Tobias Harris and Boban Marjanovic together because, like, those guys are best friends. And that's just, like, that's uh, – <laughs> dude, that's just awesome. Like, they, they, they went – they both went from Detroit to L.A. together, and I think that probably only brought them a little closer together. And then they, you know, eventually go to uh, to Philly together. Like, great. Um, and I think Harris is a perfect fit. He – He's um, of anybody who's averaging over 20 points per game in in the league. Uh, out of everybody who is averaging that, uh, Tobias Harris averages the the smallest usage rate. Um, that's huge for the Sixers. Like he gets buckets but doesn't demand the ball. Um, he's very quick with his decision making. Um, He's a great three-point shooter. I think he's going to fit in great. Um, my only thing is, like, you know, the fact that they were able to get him and he's played as well as he has, and I think he's going to fit in really well. I Honestly, I just wish the Sixers had, like, kept not made the Butler trade and kept all those other pieces. Um, I think they would not have had to give up as much as far as draft picks for Harris um, if they were able to – um, include Sarich. Um but uh, but yeah. Nevertheless, uh, I I still think it's a great trade. Um, I think uh, they definitely uh, Harris needs to be their their top priority this off season. Um, you know, if uh, everything goes the way I think it will go um, the rest of the season, and he you know thrives on the steam. Um, and you know, I think as far as Boban, that's a that's a great backup center. Um, he can't give you a lot of minutes a game, but you don't need a lot of minutes a game. But when he does give you his 12 to 16 minutes, um, he's very effective. He's like the most uh, effective. Uh, he's got the best PER of anybody in the league uh, in his very limited minutes. He just can't give you that many minutes. Um, but uh, but no, he's great. And and Mike Scott, man, I mean, he's he's a better fit. Um, they just got way more athletic. Um, they got a back a big, which they really needed. Um, so like it, it, it hit a lot of their their needs. Um, so a very good trade for the Sixers um, and the Clippers. Like I mean, I, I I think it works on both ends so long as the Sixers can re-sign Tobias Harris. Um, you already went all in with Jimmy, um, so you might as well just say fuck it. We're really going all in, and we're going to trade for Tobias Harris. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think it works very well for both teams. Uh, Luke, uh, what are your thoughts on the deal? No, yeah, I mean, I'm going to agree with you guys on a lot of things. I mean, it definitely, for the Philly aspect, it helps you big time right now making this run with this team, um, have a great starting five and all that. But I still think, you know, it comes down to they, they just took another piece from their bench. They're, they're losing more depth. They took Larry Shaman, who, like you say, has been playing really good. I mean, Tobias Harris is shooting yeah. a little bit better than him for three-pointer this uh, this year, so it's not like you're losing that, but you're losing that off the bench, and that's what you need. I mean, right. you can run many options with this lineup and all that, but still, I mean, if you don't have that power five lineup, I don't know who's really out there. I mean, Mike Scott, Emoji, he could hit, you know, your three and all that, but, I mean, yeah, he's, it's he's still not the here. greatest. It, he, right. he is a spurts, and, you know, he's, he's been clutch. there before, too. 
he he's been in the playoffs too with the Hawks, so you know you can't you can't like right. he's going to be good. But for right now, I think what I like about it too is um, like you were saying, his age right now. Tobias Harris fits them so well, and like you say, he's the lowest usage rate right now of of like people scoring over twenty points. He doesn't really need it, but what I'm going to keep an eye on for the rest of the year with the 76ers is the effect it does to Jimmy Butler. I want to know how that this is going to affect him because I, this is almost like Jimmy Butler insurance in my mind. Like you were saying you'd make him your first priority. I would as well, but who knows if the Sixers are thinking that. It's just because, you know, the age thing and he's just less demanding on the ball late later. I mean, if you can get the Butler that goes back to the old Chicago ways who's lockdown defense and just really clicks into this, I mean, yeah, I could see this one, them doing really good and going far. So that's what um, only worries me is, you know, you you lost more depth. You, they kind of need more wings and three-point shooting. I mean, that's what helped them last year when they got in the buyout mm-hmm. market and they got Marco Bellinelli and, you know, some of that stuff. They're still going to need people like that. I think what they also needed to do and they didn't address is, Guard defensive guard help. They need people to guard like defensively the other team's guards. They don't really have that right now. I mean, CJ McCollum. What? I mean, not really that. I mean, oh, you mean shooting guard? Yeah, yeah like shooting guard. I mean, like just just like anything yeah, defensively like to help. And, you know? Yeah, yeah, to help because Reddick's not going to play defense. Simmons right. is not and playing and defense. You know? is slow footed, and yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, so. I would have liked it, you know, if they could have somehow got Patrick Beverly, too, out of that. Like, somehow got yeah. everyone that they got from Detroit. That would have been nice. But going to the Clippers side, I mean, Jerry West, man, what a man. Like, I did not see this one coming. I mean, like, like Joel was saying, he just hit a game winner for your team. And then you're right. like, yo, I can get two first-rounders, two second-rounders out of the team. And a guy that just was taken in the first round last year that's actually doing really well and he can fit my team. Yeah, I'm going to go for that all the way. And so it's just like, man, Jerry West just really just outsmarting all of us. I mean, we'll talk about some of their like later moves that they do. But it's right. just like, I don't understand what the Clippers are doing. But obviously he's freeing up a lot of money to be able to be like, hey, listen, and he's got a lot of, assets young wise to trade for anyone and draft picks mm-hmm. to trade anyone. I mean, they got that Miami pick from them. I was surprised that was yeah. part of it. I was like, well, that was like when Miami got, the, I mean, when they got that from the Suns, I was like, I'm surprised the Suns gave that up. And now it's just like, man. Right. But Elton Brand, I mean, he's, he's doing big things right now. He's trying to show like you had the same hickey days that was collect, 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 collect. And then you kind of right. have the bridge gap between them. And now you have some GM that's actually coming in there. It's like, I'm not going to worry whoa, about, whoa. like, collecting. Wait, you know, wait, wait, wait. Hold on one second. Bridge, don't, don't, don't sugarcoat it. Don't say bridge gap. They had the f- clusterfuck that was Colangelo. Like, let's just call yeah, it what it is. Like, that motherfucker yeah. fucked this team up. And, like, now we're looking at Brand having to, like, pick up the pieces. Like, so – so you have that, but now you have Brand that's just like, well, why don't I like? We actually can win now and compete now if I just build around this team. So I like what he's done with the Jimmy Butler and Tobias trades. I mean, like I said, in the end, they got a great starting five. We'll see 
how it goes up against teams that playoffs are a whole different beast when you can like playing a team more than once, you're facing up at them, right. and you don't really yeah. have bench up. So we'll see that in the end. But, I, I mean, it's a very exciting start in five. Sixer fans should be excited. I mean, if you lose one guy, you could possibly retain both of these in the in the summer or at least one of them, and that's really good to have. So, yeah. I mean, right now they're they're looking good. We'll just see how it comes up against teams that can go nine deep then rather than five staff guys when you can go nine guys that can do – a lot of things for you, so. But well, and, I mean, and, well, the Sixers have have made some other moves too to to um, kind of address those depth concerns. Um, but you know, we'll we'll get into that as best we can. Uh, but joining us now is our fearless leader, Jawan Carter. What's up, Jawan? What's going on, guys? Uh, nothing much, man. We're just delving into our first topic. You might just have time to chime in. Uh, what did you think about this uh, Tobias Harris trade? Uh, this this is huge uh, for for both sides. Mainly, I want to 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 address the Clippers did something not a lot of franchises can say, um, you know that that they've done, which is get rid of your three best players in not that much right. time. Completely set yourself up to not rebuild, but re, I, I, I guess reshuffle is the term you, you yeah. would use um, because they're looking to add in big free agent names, um, even if they don't get it. Like, and, and this is why, like, <laughs> it's funny because Joe always says, like, before I get my head going, it, it's good to talk me out of my own thoughts because um, he has me in the mindset of uh, the Knicks are in the same situation to where it's like if we don't land anybody – we're in a great position to just move forward with our young assets. Um, so it's right. not like if we fail, we're, we're in the same situation we would have been in that year Amari came. Like, if we didn't even have Amari, that would have been like, all right, that was a complete failure. Um, right. We're a lot better, better off now. So I look at the Clippers, and I'm just like, man, I mean, a few years ago, I'm like, man, Doc's going to be fired. They're going to ship away DeAndre Jordan, ship away Lou Williams. All these guys would be gone, and the Clippers would be a laughing right. again. Little did I know, exactly. Doc is still there. The team was playing actually really well. Didn't need to really ship off some of the pieces that they did because uh, they were somewhat competitive. But now they're just like, no, no, no. We're looking, we're looking right ahead at um, at next year. And if, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. If they miss the playoffs, they keep their pick. If they make the playoffs, exactly. Celtics get their pick. So it's like yes, they correct. were they were quote unquote tanking without actually saying that they're tanking. Uh, exactly. They yeah. even came out. They even came out and said, "No, no, no. We're not. We're not tanking. We're, we're still going to be competitive." Meanwhile, in the locker room, Doc's like, "I swear to God, if you guys make any shots, I, I'm gonna slap all you guys. <laughs> Don't do anything. I'm gonna put we're cast tanking. on the bench." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, so it was it was a great move by by the Clippers. I think one that we'll look back at if they sign one, maybe two, uh, big name free agents as one of the better moves of. Um, of the past few years. Uh, then you go over to, excuse me, the, uh, the Sixers side. That's a great move. Uh, I, I was telling Joel earlier, Elton Brand has to be mentioned as possible. Like, is, isn't he the GM? He's the GM, right? Yeah. 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 GM of the year. I mean, it, it's funny because as I said that Toronto made a move, the Clippers reshuffled the deck. Milwaukee yeah. Made Elton a move, Brand. I'm like, dang. Elton Brand's not. He's not really a candidate because he only came on as the GM like part way through the year. Like the 
The move right. that acquired the Miami pick was actually made by Brett Brown as the interim GM mm-hmm. until they found a GM. So, like, I, he won't have enough uh, um, uh, under, under uh, you know, the course of the season to really, you know, be considered for that, in my opinion. Right. No, no, no. I, I, I completely understand that. Just I'll say this. As a fan uh, – excuse me, as an organization, to be able to start the year by getting Jimmy Butler, then flip it down the line. Because a lot of people would say Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, and B, that's a competitive uh, big three right there that you can really take right. uh, and make some noise into the playoffs. Um, then you take that and you take the best player from the Clippers and say, no, 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 we're not good with just the big three. Like, what right. they're going to face a lot in the playoffs is what I told you, I was nervous about Giannis about, but Giannis is a lot more equipped to handle that than Ben Simmons is. Ben Simmons doesn't shoot. I don't need to play up on you because you don't shoot. (laughs) So it's like you're going to have to make your move to the basket successfully or you're going to pass it. Now that they have a shooter in Redick, a guy who can shoot in Tobias, a guy who can shoot in Embiid, and a guy who can shoot in Jimmy Butler – it opens things up for, for Ben Simmons. It'd be a lot better if Ben could just hit a short jump shot, just a short one to keep the defense on. Um, it would really and he can. He just size. doesn't shoot them often. Right, right. He just doesn't shoot it often enough to keep them honest. Um, I, I mean, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of times the game plan for Ben Simmons is the same game plan Popovich had for LeBron those years, uh, you know, not too long ago. Right. Where it was like, yeah. make him shoot. <laughs> make yeah. him shoot. Um, yeah, and, and the Celtics uh, implemented it brilliantly last year. Right, right. And I was just telling uh, a friend of mine who is a Sixers fan, because he was kind of saying how like they got exposed last year, and I was telling him, getting Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris makes it really difficult to expose anybody yeah, uh, in that starting does. five, because uh, your focus can't be in one spot. Like Tobias Harris, any given night can give you 30. So can Jimmy. So can Joel Embiid. Um, so I, I, I looked at this and I was like, as soon as I saw this trade in my mind, I was like, I'm going to have to go with Sixers, uh, to the finals. But then Toronto made a move and I was like, ah, let me back yeah, off. Yeah, we'll, we'll bit. get to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, we'll, we'll yeah, get that, to that's it. That's my thoughts about the Sixers. Indeed. Uh, well, let's, let's, let's stay with the Sixers here for a second. Um, because they also traded Fultz to Orlando in exchange for Jonathan Simmons, a future first and a future second. Um, Joel, do you know any um, – I'm going to rely on you here for this, um, and if you need a second to look it up, uh, feel free to say so. Um, do you know whose first-round pick that is? Is that a C pick in 2020? Is that uh, a future Orlando pick that has some kind of protections on it? Um, just the first-round pick. The second-round pick I don't really care about. Which trade was that again? I'm sorry. I know uh, the is. Sixers magic. Sixers magic is that uh, Luke? Oh, the yeah. false one. It's, it's the OKC um, top uh, 2020 top. But the second round pick's not that bad either. It's the favorable of like Cavs. It's like eight teams, but it's most likely going to be the Cavs number two pick. So it's going to be top three the second round. So it's yeah. not that bad oh, if you look at it like that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. Well, and that, that OKC pick, that's kind of what I thought it would be. In fact, I when I um, heard that Orlando and the Hawks were interested in, in Fultz, I, I immediately thought Terrence Ross and the OKC pick um, probably get it done. Um, 
So, like, essentially you, you swapped out uh, Simmons for Ross and then added in a second. Um, so it's still about, you know, close to the same value. Um, I was, I guess, maybe slightly overvaluing Fultz. Um, but still, uh, I, mean, I think this is a really interesting trade. Obviously, they also um, added, uh, what's his name, from Houston, Ennis. Um, so they, they kind of built out their, their, their wing depth uh, problem with Simmons and Ennis. Um, they get a few uh, future assets here. Um, you know, obviously, you're selling really low on Fultz. But I think the other big thing here is you don't want his – nine plus million dollars on your books next season when you have to re-sign Harris and you have to re-sign Butler. Um, so, you know, it makes sense. It's I, and, and you know what, I, it, the biggest thing about this trade, even more so than anything it does for Philly, I'm really hoping that, um, you know, Fultz going to Orlando where, you know, the pressure is not going to be quite as high on him. Um, he, he will have, a little more leeway and opportunity to um, kind of let the game come to him at, at a pace that uh, makes a little more sense for him. I, I really hope that this kind of turns his career around and he's able to um, thrive down there in Orlando. And if he does, like this will be looked at as like a fucking amazing trade for Orlando. And, you know, they, they didn't give up any of their own assets for him. They gave up, you know, OKC's first round pick, and then a second round pick, uh, you know, from Cleveland, um, probably, uh, and then you know, a Jonathan Simmons, who, yeah, probably wasn't in there long term. He didn't really play that much for him. So, you know, as far as what they gave up, it's not a whole lot. So, I, I think it's a really good deal for Orlando. Uh, Luke, what are your thoughts? Oh man. Uh... My thoughts is exactly like that's what Fultz was just traded for. Like, I have the, I, I mean, I really hope the best for him. And I, I'm like you said, I'm excited for Orlando and him to get a new start. But it's just like that's that's what Philly got for him in return. So they they traded up to end up getting Jonathan Simmons, a second rounder and a first rounder out of him. So you know, I mean, they got things out of him. I mean. They both needed a scenery change, so it's good for the two players. I don't think Jonathan Simmons was having any, you know, luck on that team. Um, he could be good defensively, so that's what I like, uh, you know, about him. Uh, was Brett Brown coaching there when he was on the Spurs too? So it's like, you know, he might know already how to coach him. So he's been in that kind of the system. So it's what you can look at. I think at. he was, so, yeah. Yeah. So those are some positives you can look at him. I mean, like. Like you were saying, I thought they should have got Ennis. I mean, of Ross, not not Ennis. Uh, Ross out of it. But, yeah. You know, they need the defensive things. You know, maybe they're looking at it. They can get some three-point shooting out of the buyout market. But Orlando, I, I was hoping that your, your Hawks were going to do it, but Orlando took the risk. And like you said, I mean, they traded things that, you know, that they acquired, so it's not going to hurt them, so they can still, you know, if they want to – tank and they're going to keep their draft picks so they don't have to worry and I mean high like they didn't really trade anything so it was like low risk very high reward in the end I mean they got out of a contract mm-hmm. that they didn't want to pay for they're losing a second round pick where this year the strap there's already you know GMs already don't think it's that deep so what are you really getting out of the second round so it's not like you're losing that much out of it so um, 
Orlando did really good right there. I mean, what what do they have to lose? I mean, they need a point guard. They need to start trying to do something. He needed to get out of Philly because that whole situation did not go well with him being injured. Is it injured? Is it a mental thing? I don't think they knew how to communicate it well to the press. I think it could have been leaked incorrectly when Glandel is still there, and that could have just added more fire to, like, what was going yeah. down in Philly. So I think they kind of try to keep this on the wrap. So it's um, it's a bitter farewell, I guess, you know. that That's what Philly ended up getting out of him. That, like, you know, you couldn't use him. I mean, he couldn't be a player to build around Embiid and Simmons instead. You know, they went completely the other way, and they traded him to get bench depth. So, and then, I mean, it's 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 great for Orlando. I don't think it's the best thing for Philly, but they had to do the trade. I think in the end, it was just yeah, it was it was good for I mean, both that's... parties. Though, like the the full like side and the Sixers side, they need to move away from each other. Yeah, and that's the thing; they had to do it. Like, uh, I don't maybe they didn't have to do it now; they could have waited to the off season. But at the very least, they had to do it in the off season. Um, if for no other reason to. to clear cap because they're going to be one of the highest uh, payrolls next year if they re-sign both Butler and Harris. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was a necessary move. They get a first rounder out of it. The only thing is, is that OKC pick is top 20 protected. And if for some reason OKC is not one of the top 10 teams next year, that pick instead conveys into two second round picks which those second-round picks aren't going to be shit because they're OKC's picks. Um, and I think both of them are still – they're at least both still when they have Westbrook signed on. I think both Westbrook and George. So that is, you know, a, a, a rough consolation prize if OKC, you know, has some injury trouble next year and doesn't end up in the, in the top ten uh, as far as um, – uh, record-wise. So, like, that's something to, to kind of a l- at least a little bit worry about. Um, but nevertheless, yeah, I mean, I, 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 again, I think it was necessary. I think, again, I would have I – I agree with you, Luke. I would have pushed for Ross. Um, but, I mean, I guess they just weren't willing to give up Ross. It kind of seems like they didn't trade him. So, um, so I guess, I mean, they, it, that's just the guy they want to keep – um, and I think Orlando's in that kind of weird position of a small market team that wants to compete. So you know they 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 wanted to um, to you know do um, you know the best they could to do that. Uh, Joel, what are your thoughts on the deal? I mean, I it well it I, it was inevitable. I mean, we knew it was going to happen at some point, and uh, kind of feel bad about the whole situation. Um, for Markel won anyone, I guess. Because uh, at the same time, uh, Philly knew what they were doing. They gave up what they gave up to get them, to get to that position, draft number one overall, and it backfired. At the end of the day, it did not work out, and they kind of gave them up for shit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They, they, it was like, oh, well, all right, well, shit. Um, they, were, they went in a different direction. They're good. Philly's good. You know, it sucks that their number one pick didn't work out. But at the end of the day, uh, they sent them somewhere where it's really like a, 
a low risk high reward situation for him in Orlando because it's yeah, very much essentially they didn't Sam, give up much. Sam this Hinkie, guy, if he, he plays, Sam Hinkie got them a really good player. So Orlando got themselves a possible franchise point guard, shooting guard, whatever the fuck he ends up being. Um, uh, or they didn't really give up much anyway to begin with, and you know they they took they're taking a chance. It's not a bad chance. Orlando needs to do something. No one's really going to go there anyway. Um, who knows where they land the lottery this year? So. Good move by Orlando. Good move for Philly. Jonathan Simmons pretty good to get what they got. What a protected first rounder for him. So I mean, not bad. I can't. I can't. I can't complain. Both it works for both sides. Uh, I really hope Markel. Well, you know this. This does it for him. Like, um, like he needs it. He needs it just like what D'Angelo Russell needed. Even though he didn't show, he didn't look like he was a bust as much as, as Markel Fultz has. But Markel really hasn't had a lot of chance to show himself. It didn't work out in Philly. Hopefully Orlando, he can do it and bounce back and just at least be a, a respectable player. Yeah. Well, and, and to your point, Sam Hinkie basically bought them enough capital to be able to fuck up a ton of times and still be really good. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what it boils down to. Um, so, you know, good, good, good on them. Uh, there, uh, but yeah, I mean you're right. I mean they they essentially gave up the number one overall pick for nothing. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, a, a late first round pick, uh, a, a solid second round pick, and a bench guy in Jonathan Simmons who hopefully can give you something. Um, you know, but uh, we'll have to see. Um, like like Luke said, I I do think Brown was still there when Simmons was at least. That signed his his first contract. I I could be wrong there, uh, but Brett Brown could have already been gone by then. I'm not not positive on the timeline there. Um, but nevertheless, I mean, um, like a, it, it could he? I mean, he could still work out, and they definitely need that that sort of uh, wing depth. So, so you know, that's good. Um, but uh, Juwan, what are your thoughts on this deal? I like it. Um, I, I like it uh, for folks. Um, I I don't think that he will um, have any issues. I think he's the kind of guy that isn't really built for pressure. Um, I think the expectations that came with um, him being drafted as high as he was and the idea that Philly was looking to start winning, like they weren't looking to, oh, no, 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 we're just here to develop and be developed Simmons. Like, no. Simmons came at a time where Embiid was starting to be able to play like more than, you know, one or two games uh, in a season. Um, And Simmons was built to help that team try to start winning like now. Um, And I think that just Fultz just was a guy that you kind of needed to um, uh, progress a little bit more. I I see Fultz uh, and kind of what the limelight did. I slightly compare it. To, uh, to Noah Kina. He doesn't really have that much of an identity because he hasn't found it yet. And it doesn't help that the franchise is not necessarily looking to develop, like take the slow time to do that. Um, they're looking to try to start winning immediately. So I was really shocked that the Knicks kept Frank. Um, but as far as Fultz, I yeah. think going to a smaller market where no one's looking for you <laughs> – to be that guy to lead this team to the playoffs right now right. Um, mm-hmm. will help him, one, gain confidence. I mean, because one thing we have to remember is you could never say Fultz is a bust because Anthony Bennett existed. 
Um, so I do not think no, well, uh, Fultz I don't, I don't think career. they're mutually exclusive. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, I'm saying you look at Bennett. I mean, you can't say he's like, the worst bust ever because Anthony Bennett existed, but, you know. I'm yeah. just saying. Bennett's bad, though. When Jesus. Bennett was drafted, no one was like, this is a great pick for the Cavs. This is a steal. This kid's going to be great. Everyone was like, who is he? Like, who is this right. guy you just drafted? Everyone was saying, why didn't you take Victor Oladipo? <laughs> yeah, it was it was confusing yeah. to everyone. So what I'm saying is with Fultz. It's a weird draft. Um, with Fultz, <laughs> yeah. he just needs development. And I think Philly's, Philly's timeline was a lot sooner than what I think Fultz needed. So in Orlando – um, he can get that time to develop, get a core with, with Mo Bamba, Vucevic, whatever his name is, those those young guys, um, and really truly start to build something. Because one thing I can say I feel about Fultz is that the kid's got game. Like, the kid can play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He just kind of needs an organization whose timeline isn't right now. Like, you need to be great right. now. Um, so him yes. going to Orlando is great. Uh, and I, I love it for him, and I love it for Orlando that having a possible franchise uh, point guard. Yeah, and I think this yeah. was the best possible landing spot for him. Um, you look at the other like possible spots. I mean, uh, the Suns um, obviously were mentioned earlier in the year, um, but even like they they want to like I feel like next like they wanted to win this year. And they saw it wasn't happening, and they were like, all right, well, let's quickly like pivot. You know, um, They probably pivoted way earlier than any other team uh, decided to do so. Um, but, you know, they, they, they want to win, at least in my opinion. Like, I, I think they, they really do um, – uh, you know, they've, they've kind of made some acquisitions that kind of hint that to me too. Like, they really want to, like – make next year the year that they make the playoffs, which they've done for the past, like, two years. It's like Luke's favorite saying, uh, like, four years ago, they were two years away from being two years away. (laughs) And, uh, you know, um, but nevertheless, I don't even think that would have been the best possible scenario for him. I think the Magic um, make the most sense as far as for him and his development and, you know, them just needing a point guard for the future. I think what will be really interesting is if the Magic somehow end up in the top four in the lottery and if John Morant is, like, there, you know, if he's the best player available, do they take him or do they skip over him to take somebody else that fits a better roster need? Um for my money, I would take John Morant and just say, you know what, 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 whatever happens, happens. If Fultz ends up being like really good, like we could trade Morant. If he doesn't, um, you know, we we could trade Fultz. You know, whatever. But um, if I'm if I'm the Magic, I'm going to take the best player available. But you know, we'll see how that all pans out after the lottery and uh, in the draft and all that. Uh, but let's move on. The Raptors got in the mix after the Sixers. Uh, they were like, shit, we ain't going to be outdone. Uh, they traded Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, C.J. Miles, and a 2024 second-round pick to the Memphis Gri- Grizzlies in exchange for Mark Gasol. Um, this is a very small haul for Gasol. Um, I, I, like, honestly, I almost feel like the Grizzlies had a better offer as far as 
draft compensation from Charlotte, but did not want to take on the bad contracts that Charlotte wanted them to take on. Because, like, here, at least you're not getting terrible contracts. Like, Valanciunas is a good player, good young player. He's, like, 25, 26 years old. DeLon Wright, another young player. Um, he's on an expiring contract. Um, he's a restricted free agent, so you can match anything that he gets, uh, you know, if, if it's within reason. Uh, C.J. Miles is a player option. He'll probably take that because he has not been very good this year. Um, but even that is not a huge player option. And he's at least a wing player, so can provide you, like, some depth there. Um, so, I mean, as far as the players they got back, they all make sense for this team. Uh, the second-round pick is what is a little confusing to me. I, I would have thought that they could have at least gotten, like, a 2021 top 20 protected pick that if it didn't convey would be two second-round picks. Something like there in, in like that ballpark is more of what I was expecting. Um, but I, I, I'm i just glad that Memphis didn't trade Gasol to Charlotte where he would be on a first-round exit team. Um, you know, I, I Mark Gasol has earned that. Like he has earned like, hey, you know, like it, even if you can get like a – slightly better trade you're getting worse assets but a better draft pick um you know make make the trade that sends them to a contender and so I'm, I'm just really glad that memphis you know did that for him um it's kind of their their send-off for him if you will um luke what are your thoughts on the deal oh no i mean i hate to say it but <clears throat> tremendous move for the raptors i mean you gave up Valachunas, who hasn't even played with you guys all season, so he hasn't really done anything for your team. Um, DeLon Wright, who's not really been in, you know, that year. And a second-round pick, and who was the other piece? Um, CJ Miles. Money. Been terrible. CJ Miles. I mean, <laughs> been doing terrible as well. So you didn't get any other, like, you know, good bench players and all that. And you gave up a second to – Put in Marcus All. I mean, they're going all into. They're trying to, you know, show Kawhi that they can do this. They're going to make this run. I mean, like you said, they saw what Philly was doing and they made a move. And I mean, I was very surprised because their first originally, you know, they tried to trade for both of them, and then I heard it was more right. on the Conley side. And then it's the in the end, it's like they came out of nowhere. And like you said, it's like. I'm happy for Gasol to go to a good team that connects with Katana. I mean, he's going to fit really well with them. I mean, they can run big now if they want. And they can put him next to Ibaka. They can put Ibaka on the bench and put Siakam out there. You know, they have just a lot of options. And he's a really good passing. You know, he doesn't need the ball at all times. And he's really good at passing, so he's going to help that team work. So, really big move by by Toronto. I mean, it, it hurts me to say it, but, you know, that's a big move for them, and it's, I think it's going to help them. And it just adds to a deeper team. I mean, you do take away from their depth. So that's what they were doing that Philly wasn't doing. They weren't taking away from their depth, you know, and they are, they got a person to add to everything. So, But Memphis, Memphis kind of confused me in a lot of things they did today. Um, yeah. We'll get more into <laughs> no that. But, um, but uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't, we, no, we, we won't have time to get more into that. So if you want to, like, delve into that quickly, <laughs> let, by all means, go ahead. Out. Okay, so here's the <laughs> yeah, just, about them. So you get the second round pick, you don't get anything at Gasol. So now it's like you go in the full tank mode. So you don't trade calmly, and there are some things out there, you know, maybe right. you want to go in the – but you can get oh, more. We, we will get into with, the Conley part, but but but, but yeah. You but, did for Avery Bradley, like okay, so you trade right, for Bradley right. to send some uh, to send um, Green and Temple over there, who have been really good for you. So right. Like, what are you doing? Those are like, assets. They're expiring contract assets. How could you not find a team who would want those? Like and good players. Like yes. I agree with you 100%, Luke. So, yeah, I'm just confused that they didn't get anything for these assets. Like, they got right. a second-round pick. I mean, and and the weird thing is, is, like, you know, are they going to try to build around this one right now? I mean, some of them are still on contract. So, it was very confusing. But, like you said, hey, I'm, I'm happy for Gasol. And Toronto now is – the East got very good at the top. I mean, really good. I'm sick of hearing, you know, yeah. the West, West, West. The East top's been good, but it just got really good right now. And the East is going to be a fun playoff to watch when, if it's down oh, to these, yeah. like, the teams that we think it is and, the you know, going for the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know what? I, I would imagine as a Celtics fan, Luke, you should just be like, yes, please, Memphis ownership, do not fire these GM people who are making decisions for you. Like, just, just re-sign them. Like, do whatever you got to do. Like, fucking keep them on because uh, they're making great decisions, uh, you know, for, for, for my team. <laughs> because uh, that, that pick is going to convey eventually. Uh, and when it does, it's looking like it's going to be really good. Um, and, you know, maybe it'll be an asset for the Pelicans uh, in the future instead of, the Celtics, but as of right now, um, it is quite the asset to have. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, Joel, uh, what what are your thoughts on this uh, Mark Gasol deal? Great move for Toronto. Great move. From, I'm happy for Mark, man. Like you guys are talking about, like Mark Gasol. I, I like the idea of Mark Gasol going to Toronto since like the last two years. And uh, I, I'm like, yeah, they need to do something. They need to rebuild. Right. Uh, then he needed to leave Memphis, yeah, and I thought Toronto was a. We did, we did. That was one of the destinations we thought he should go to, and look at it fucking worked out. <laughs> it took a year or so, but he managed a man. He, he got to <laughs> Toronto. I really like right. the idea of both of them going to Toronto, but it only worked out for one, and I, some bullshit excuse like they're going to keep Conley the mentor there. And, yeah, okay, till the draft, yes. until they find something okay. else they like. Sure. Um. Okay, yeah, I, look, I really think that they're going to work out. Like, they have options down in Toronto. They have a star center. Uh, he didn't get picked for the all-star team, but he was definitely a guy that was playing like an all-star in the beginning of the year before Memphis came. Right. <laughs> um, and, like, now they have a star center with their star small forward and their star point guard, and they have decent role players. They're a deep team. You know, like, like uh, uh, Luke was saying, like, they could leave uh, Abaka as a starter at power forward. I doubt it, considering uh, Abaka and Valanciunas were both sharing center minutes. Now you don't have to share. It's Mark's spot, and, and, and Abaka can anchor the, the bench. 
because um, they traded away Greg Monroe. Uh, Greg Monroe is going to, I think, to Brooklyn. So, yeah, it's just now, now they have a nice starting five with, with Siakam and Danny Green out there. Uh, and then they got, of course, they, they traded with Dylan Wright. That that means sad for him to go. He's a good guy off the bench for them. Uh, but their their prize guard off the bench is Van Vliet, or Van Vliet, I'm sorry. And um, it's just, I do like the way this team is, is, is coming about. Uh, they're going to make – that was a big move for them. Philly made their move. Toronto countered and did their move. And they have their all-stars against their all-stars. And now it's coming – I think if it comes up to Toronto and Philly, it's going to come to depth. The, the, will, Philly have a, uh, will Philly have enough depth to compete with the depth of Toronto? Uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, will right. the star power – it depends which star power works out because Philly is working on all cylinders. But those four guys are going to be tough. But uh, we'll see. I, I mean, I, I really like that move by Toronto. And I look, Memphis is rebuilding. Aside from the Conley move, they obviously were selling everybody. I mean, they traded Garrett fucking Temple, bro. They traded everyone except Chandler Parsons because no one was going to fucking take that contract. But, you know, <laughs> you know, good for Memphis for, for realizing it's time to rebuild. Yeah, I just don't necessarily think they win a about it the best way for them, but they, like they I have said, I'm really that's what they did. Yeah, <laughs> they did, and they've they've kind of been half-assing it. Um, but you know, all that being said, I do think there is something to be said for um, they didn't get the best draft asset that they could have got because Charlotte would have given them that. Um, but Valanciunas, yeah, I wonder what they were doing. Good up. center, like what was it? He's a True. well, my he I, from what I heard. From what I heard, it was they uh, would have gotten the they would have had to take on Biombo's contract and um, mm-hmm. Kid Gilchrist, um, and then they would have gotten a contract. first, uh, would, would, which would have had some protections on it, but most likely would have conveyed um, regardless of the protections, um, and and that would have been Mark Gasol, and then they would have had to find, found some salary to make the deal um, work. Um, but those were the parameters that, that I heard that were um, thrown around as far as what it would have been. Um, but, like, Biombo, like, if that, that dude ain't helping you. Valanciunas could help you next season. Like, he's he's not a bad player. He's a good center. Um, so, like, I mean, right. he could help you next season. Um, so, like, that that's a good piece. The one right, as long as they can re-sign him to a, you know, reasonable deal, good, he's yeah. somebody who could help you next season. Um, yeah, yeah, I like, like that too much, but but <laughs> nevertheless, like, bench depth, you know, like they, yeah, bench they, <laughs> they, yeah, they they traded for um, players that they think can help them um, instead of you know the all future assets. Which again, I think this deal is very much predicated on the fact that they know that they're going to have to send out a pick to Boston eventually, and they can't. Right bring themselves to just bottom out, not to mention they're a small market, and they probably wouldn't want to do that anyway. So, you know, a lot of factors going on there. Um, I guess, But nevertheless, nevertheless, like, um, this particular deal I understand, that that, like Luke said, that the Avery Bradley deal I I don't – I just don't fucking get at all. But uh, we're not even going to get to that. How about the Sheldon Mack deal? How about that one? (laughs) That I don't get for the Hawks, and if we have time, we'll get to that, um, you know, for, for my fucking sake. Uh, but, Jawan, what were your thoughts on Gasol going to uh, the uh, 
uh, Raptors. And, you know, you posed the question earlier, uh, my friend. Uh, who's got the better starting five, the, the Raptors or the Sixers, to you? Uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, it, to me, I watch the Raptors, and I kind of go, this team struggles a lot against Milwaukee, which a lot of teams do. So that's yeah. not me taking that personally to them. It's just a matter of you got to Butler and Tobias can put aside the idea of being number one and just fit in the system. I don't know, man. That's just that's so much star power there, man. So much, uh, top to bottom. Uh, so I, I'm gonna have to go to go Sixers, but I'll say this: Raptors are making it somewhat difficult for Kawhi to just completely walk away. Come off the yeah. Um, yes, they're they're showing that. him. They're showing him, and they're like, look. We didn't deplete the team to go get you, Marcus All. Like, we got Marcus All, gave away very little. Um, so, we right. didn't leverage the future or anything like that. So, it's like we could still build going forward. And I think, honestly, right. if you're the Raptors, if you were able to get Mike Conley um, and Marcus All on that team, I, know, I, right? I, don't see, I don't see any possibility that if that team, at least the conference finals, the Eastern Conference finals, I don't see how Kawhi just goes. Nah, man, I'm gonna go to the Clippers. Like, I I just don't see that. Um, so the the biggest, like, forget about the idea of like, oh man, like Marcus saw there, like they could really make some noise. My biggest thing is that was Raptor saying, look, say, like, look look what you got here, man. Look what you got here. Um, so I think it was huge for them in the sense of showing Kawhi, like, look, man, we've completely, you know, fallen to what you know is best for you. We've surrounded you. With not only a solid starting lineup but a solid bench, um, you know. Now let's let's go make some noise. Now it's on you. Now it's on you to lead this group and take them as far as you can. Um, and then right. respond with us in the off season. So I think if you're the Raptors, this was an ultimate chess move against Kawhi. And now the move is on. Excuse me, Kawhi to take what he has now, which is a lot of great talent, um, and lead right. them to where they need to be. So if you're the Raptors, great chess move against uh, Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think, uh, of course, it's interesting that um, you kind of, without even bringing up his name, throw shade at Kyle Lowry. (laughs) If they had only been able to swap out Mike Conley for, uh, swap out Kyle Lowry for Mike Conley. Well, can I say something really quick? Can I say something really quick? No, 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 no. That doesn't doesn't need a comment, Juwan. I'm just giving you shit. I was just saying, I was just saying, I was shocked that Kyle Lowry was up for, for, uh, was up on the trading block. I thought he was playing well for them. And, and this unit this season. Um, so I was shocked that he was in the even beginning for on the trade block. Yes, in the beginning. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was. He he he's kind of trailed healthy. off. And I don't think. No, he's I don't. Either. I think that's what it is. I, I yeah, it, that's what it looks like to me too. Um, but uh, but no, I mean, you, you do bring up a very good point. It it, it will be tough for Kawhi. Um, like, do you want to go to the Clippers? And because that's. That's the the destination that everybody's throwing out, just like last year. Everybody did with Paul George and the Lakers. Do you want to go to the Clippers right. and and be a part of a rebuild? And the Clippers have put themselves in very good position to, um, you know, essentially say, hey, look, come here. Um, you know, we can we got some assets. We can move off of Gallinari and we can bring in another guy. Um, like they, they've done a good job uh, as far as putting themselves in position to 
get Kawhi Leonard, but um, at the same time, like I, if I'm Kawhi, I might I might just want to do a one and one and run it back. I mean, we'll see. We'll see where they end up. But I mean, that that to me is at least a distinct possibility. Um, but let's move on to um, Memphis. You mentioned Mike Connolly, uh, Jawan. Uh, they did not move on Mike Connolly. Reportedly, there was an offer from Utah of Ricky Rubio, expiring contract, uh, Derek Favors, expiring contract, and a first-round pick in exchange for Conley. I would have taken that deal um, if for no other reason than it gets me off of that thirty-plus million dollars of Mike Conley, you know, salary next season. Um, which I want to get off of um, if I'm not going to be, you know, uh, I mean, maybe they want to be competitive, but to me, it's like, it, what are you really losing from, you know, getting Rubio? Maybe you can re-sign Rubio for, you know, a one-year $20 million deal um, and just keep him around for a season um, or something like that, um, you know, and at least cut over $10 million off your payroll. Um, and get a first-round pick out of it, I would have done that deal um, personally, um, but they didn't. Uh, we'll, we'll see what maybe they can fetch in the offseason. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Um, but what are your thoughts, Juwan, on this, on, on them not making uh, the move on, on Conley? Um, I'll say I, I was confused mainly because I feel as though Memphis – I don't want to say, oh, owes uh, Mike Conley, but he deserves to go to another place. A contender? <laughs> Memphis, yeah. I, yeah. See, the only reason I didn't want to say the word contender in, in the sense of Utah is if I'm Utah and I'm taking that, that contract of Mike Conley, I better be feeling as though Mike Conley is a piece that could really get us, um, you know, some traction in the playoffs. As yeah, far as I mean, really there's only really noise. one contender in the West, so yeah, I get you there, but but no, so, it's like a playoff team. Right, yeah, no, 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 granted, a playoff team. Um, I think something in Memphis has to happen for them to, real, for them to figure out exactly, not one, not only what is their identity, um, but what they want to do with this franchise going forward. It doesn't seem like anybody in the world wants to go there. Like, I think more people would rather go to Milwaukee than, than Memphis. Um, so you holding on to these assets, yeah, yeah, I agree. You holding on to these assets that are movable. Um, it's confusing. Like, what? Why? why? Why are you holding him? Like, let that man go. Let him go play meaningful basketball. Um, if there's anything that you should be upset that you have to to, to keep is Chandler Parsons. Because no one ever is going to take that. I mean, uh, unless Memphis <laughs> the ultimate regret. Like this. Yeah, that is the ultimate regret. Um, and well, the, the most legal form of. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Nick. Well, I was just going to say, and now, like, especially because they're going to keep their first-round pick this this year, um, but most likely, um, which means they won't have a first next year to deal him away on an expiring contract. Expiring so, next year, though. Like, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, like, if they if they had, you know, been somewhat competitive After. this year and they're – like, <laughs> let's say they, they barely missed the playoffs and they had the number 12 pick, it would have gone to Boston – and then they would have had right. all their future first-round assets to be able to be like, all right, we'll send you a first-round pick top, like, lottery-protected 
that will convey into two second rounders if it doesn't for you to take on this expiring contract of Chandler Parsons. That would have been a feasible move for them to make in the offseason. They don't have that luxury now because they're, you know, they're going to retain their pick, which has some benefits in its own right, but has some negatives as well. But anyway, Juwan, go ahead. No, I'll wrap it up. I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I was wrapping up. Um, I just think it's very unfair. Uh, you could have you could have definitely taken that trade. You wouldn't have been worse with that trade. Uh, it is my biggest thing. Right. I don't think you're going to find a way better trade um, for Mike Conley in that contract than the one Utah was offering. Um, I mean, I just I, like I said before, me and you were talking, Nick. I don't really see that many teams that are starving for a point guard uh, that doesn't right. already have their point guard that they're either grooming or is exactly. already a vet. So Utah was was the main team that was looking to not only take that that contract off of you, but um to get a, a player of give you expiring caliber, so. contracts. Like yes, the thing yeah. you were getting expiring contracts and a first round pick. Like that is something like that's invaluable. Like <laughs> you have so much flexibility with that. I don't know how you can't take that deal. <laughs> I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it, man, but they will live to regret that, uh, especially if Mike Conley stays on their roster um, going forward, uh, like next year and the the remainder of what his contract is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then gets hurt again. He They will regret that. So, you know, they, they missed their chance. I mean, unless Utah's interested in the offseason, but I doubt it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, if I'm Utah, I would probably just, Hit, hit, maybe if I hit the market and I don't get anybody that I want, maybe I do that deal. But um, but still, at that point, you're taking on like either another future first or whoever Utah drafted, which may not be the fit the team needs that you have. Though you know, I mean, Utah did take Donovan Mitchell, so maybe you would rather Utah draft for you if you're Memphis. Um, but uh, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned uh, yet the, the the kind of befuddling moves of the Grizzlies, and I and I told you we would get to it. Uh, well, what are your thoughts on them not taking the deal? Um, actually, uh, so I didn't agree with the their other deals, but this one I kind of do, and you got to hear me out. So there, it's just like the Anthony Davis. There's no need to rush this trade. Yeah, you could have got this and expiring, but in the end, I mean, you want to do what's best for Conley, like they did for Gasol. He kind of voiced he didn't want to go to the to the West anymore, so that's the Jazz only thing. So you want to kind of – but he's still going to have that same contract, but next year it's still going to be two years. So whatever team – so instead of them picking up for this half year and, and that, so it's two years, there's, there's going to be a lot of teams that have a bunch of money this year that are not going to hit on what they want. And, yeah, like you guys are saying, there's not that many teams that need point guards, but there still is some teams out there that could use his service. And I think they can re, like, re-engage trades later and get more teams to ball. It's just a very kind of rushed thing to me. Gasol kind of – he packed up his stuff, and at that point you're like, there's no point of, like, return on this guy. Like, he's already cleared out his locker. He's out. But calmly, I mean, you, you want to kind of work with them and – he didn't get to the Eastern Conference team. They didn't get what they wanted. So I didn't. I wasn't mad that they didn't rush it. I do believe that they will trade him in the off season, and they might get something better. I mean, 
Yeah, getting two expiring contracts is great, but Memphis isn't one of those teams that can go through a rebuild like that, and you're only giving them basically a first-round pick that what is it going to be for the Jazz? So, in the end, I mean, I, I would wait. So, I'm not mad that they didn't make the move because it makes more sense to just wait it out. Colin can do his thing, you know, keep on showing his values. Wait till some of the teams, you know, that don't get what they want, that have a lot of money out there, and some other teams that have cleared up space. There's some – the Jazz will have some money. Indiana will have some money. So, you'll have some teams that will have to free up some money. So, yeah, you'll have to take whoever they draft and all that, but I still think they'll get a better deal in the summer, and rushing it at this point wasn't good for both sides. I, I think, I think yeah. the biggest issue – oh, sorry, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead, Zoran. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, the biggest thing that scares me about, about what you're proposing, Luke, is in today's NBA, where injuries happen way more often than I believe any other generation of basketball with star players, the risk is higher than the reward. Like, yes, you can wait till the off season, but if something happens to Conley, that all is gone. Like the Wizards not Look being at John able to Wall. John Wall before he had that mm-hmm. surgery, that's something they will have to always live with, um, you know, for the remainder of Wall's contract. So it's like you should have just got rid of him when you could, get those expiring contracts, move on. Because if something does, knock on wood, happen to Mike Conley, that's it. You're stuck with them. Right. Yeah, and and the thing is, too, if you had gotten Rubio, like, Rubio's younger than Conley. He is still a viable point guard. You would have been able yeah. to easily outbid anybody who was going to bid on Rubio, and you would have been able to had a starting point guard um, who, like, could do enough like to be on the court, you know, as a starting point guard. And, you know, you, you get him for $10, 15000000 million less a year, at least 10 Ain't no way anybody else is paying Rubio $20 million a year. So, like, you know, I, I don't know. I, just, I, I feel like if I can, like, trade out $10 million a year in salary or, or more, get a first-round pick, and I'm 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 getting a at least a point guard who's reasonably good enough to start. And you know what? If you know Rubio just pulls a wild card and is like, "Fuck it, I don't want to play in Memphis. I'll take less money, or I'll go back to the Euros, or whatever." Like, fuck it, fine. Like, you know, we we just got Delon right. Like, we'll we'll fucking sign him, let him start for us. You know, like I I, I maybe they'll get more for him in the off season. I I just think um, ultimately I would have I would have pulled the trigger on the deal um, just just if for no other reason to get the money off the books um, if you're Memphis um, to open up flexibility cap flexibility and to get the first rounder even if it's not a great first rounder it's going to be like in the, in the low twenties. 20, 21, 22, 23. Um, like that's not bad. That's that's not a bad pick at all. Like you can you can make something with that pick. We've seen it happen tons of times. Um, so I don't know. Uh, but I mean, I do see where you're coming from, Luke. I mean, maybe um, maybe they can drive up the the, the cost by pitting um, you know teams like Indiana and Utah against each other. Um, obviously, Indiana was in, in rumored as as 
potential team that would have interest until Oladipo went down. So um, it's a distinct possibility. Um, but I would have pulled the trigger. Joel, what are your thoughts? I would have loved to see that. Uh, I like, I want like like you guys, like I'm like like I said with Marcus. Oh, I just want to see him succeed. Uh, they've been in Memphis long enough, and so it's, it was time for Mike to go. And I really thought he'd end up in in, in Utah because it looked like such a good deal. <laughs> like I was like, why yeah. would they pass that up? That sounds like a great idea. But no, they did. Um, and um, he stays in Memphis, but he would have been great in Utah. That would have been a nice little boost for them. I would have liked to see him even in in, uh, in Indiana, like you just mentioned. Uh, I thought that would be a good spot for him too. Um, but just, you know, I, he just needed to go somewhere that wasn't Memphis, and now he's going to rot there for the rest of the season and kind of waste his, his, his talents while he's there and uh, developing the youth that are, that are still there in Memphis and, Mm-hmm. Um, just I waited out to the summer, and hopefully by then they'll they'll find a spot for him. So I think they will. Just a matter of where at this point. It's just patience, and he'll find a spot. There are spots. I mean, there are teams that could definitely use a Mike Conley, and as we know, there are they're definitely out there willing to give up stuff for him. So uh, hopefully this summer we'll get some some resolution. Yeah, I mean the market has proven that there there are teams willing to give up something for him. Um, but you know, I mean, it to me also, it's like there were teams willing to give up something for Marc Gasol like a year ago and two years ago, and you waited and didn't work out for you. Um, so it, I mean, it's just like Jawan said, you never know with injury and everything else. Like maybe you wait mm-hmm. and it doesn't work out for you. You know, if you're already in the mode of we're not going to try to make the playoffs because we're not going to make it, um, right? Then take take the sure thing, don't wait it out. But, you know, I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out for him. Uh, but let's move on. Uh, another team that elected not to make a big deal was the New Orleans Pelicans. They did make a couple deals, but they did not make a huge deal, and that would have been Anthony Davis. Um, of course, we all know the Lakers offer that was on the table. We talked about it on Tuesday. Um, let me kick it over to you first, Luke. Um, for two reasons. One, as a Celtics fan, this has to, um, you know, make you optimistic about the off season. Uh, but also, um, I mean, you you said to us that uh, if you were the Pelicans uh, GM, you would have taken that um, crazy blockbuster deal of the Lakers pretty much giving them all their young talent taking on Solomon Hill and, you know, all that shit. Um, so so what do you think about the Pelicans not trading Anthony Davis, both from a subjective perspective as being a Celtics fan and also an objective perspective as far as um, what they're risking, uh, you know, for not trading him? No, I mean, at first, yeah, I would have taken that deal, but after really looking at it and all, and this is not just being a Celtics fan, it's not that really that great. I mean, you basically look at it, so you're trading Anthony Davis, and you're going to get all those people, and you have Julius Randle. So you know what you just told me? You have last year's Lakers team. So there's a blueprint. I can see exactly <laughs> how well last year. We Lakers talked about went. this last week, though. But but <laughs> you, do, you, do, you do have a lot of people from their team. However, you also have – um, 
you know, uh, experience for them to build on. And you have a fucking hell of a player in Drew Holiday that the Lakers did not have last year. So it's like a very big added element there. No, in the end, it's just, it's not really that good. Now those players are going to be, they, you're giving up Anthony Davis. So the picks aren't really going to be that great because the Lakers are going to hopefully make the playoffs. Now they have AD and LeBron. So the picks aren't going to mean anything. So there's no point to make this rush deal. It's not a, a wild thing because they wanted a guy that could have the potential to be an all NBA. And Kristoff had that chance, the Knicks, you know, and not saying I want, you know, the Celtics to do this, but they see it in Jason Tatum. They, I guess they don't see it in any of – the three guys can definitely be all-stars in Kuzma, Ingram, and Lonzo, but that's about it, I mean. So I understand there's there was no point to rush this deal. They're going to still get plenty for Anthony Davis. They just need to make it through the year. He needs to get through healthy and not get injured and and let other teams come in and really see engage the market. I mean, no matter what, that is the Lakers' best offer. So it's not like it's going to go away and all that. And it can get a little bit less now that it doesn't have Zubak. But still, I mean, it's – it was no point for Dems to really rush the deal because he, he's going to get – I like the other deals that he did, you know, and might as well make something happen if you're, you're going to go for not playing this year. But in the end, I mean, if, if he's going to get better trades once everything shakes out and he sees where the draft order we'll is. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. That's the risk. I mean, if, uh, if Kyrie Irving elects to, you know – go somewhere else, uh, i.e. the New York Knicks, um, will he get a better deal? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I think you're running a, a it, it, to me, it, it boils down to this. Um, you, you're pulling a Grand Moff Tarkin here. Um, and by that, I mean, this is an awful risk, Vader. This better work. Um, because like, you, like, you're, you're, you're pulling a, a, a fucking, Total Death Star move here. Like, it's, if if it works, there's fine. a hole in the ship. <laughs> you destroy the Rebel Alliance. But if it doesn't, you, your whole Death Star gets blown up. Like, dude, like it's 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 really risky because if Kyrie leaves, you don't get Tatum. It's as simple as that. And you're like I said last week, you are betting on a. 50-50 chance, in my opinion, that Kyrie stays, and then you are betting, like, then on, like, a, a 50-50 chance, um, uh, aside from that, that Danny Ainge even, like, offers Tatum. Because I totally don't put it past Danny Ainge to be like, you know what, no, um, Tatum did really well for us in the playoffs. We're not going to offer him. We'll offer, um, like, Brown, uh, a slew of first-round picks, smart and you know somebody else to make the money work uh you're just you're you're putting uh essentially you are essentially relying on unreliable sources uh and and to me that is very tricky i again uh just like with memphis I would have taken the sure thing. I would have taken Ball, Ingram, Kuzma, get all those guys in there, and and 
Like, I don't know. I Maybe I'm higher on Ingram than anybody else here is. I really do think Ingram is going to be a good player. Uh, I think he has multiple all-star potential. Does he have, um, you know, uh, all-NBA potential? I doubt it. Does Tatum? Yes. But I, I don't necessarily think that, like, it, it would be to me like comparing – um, let's say like LaMarcus Aldridge with, um, I don't know. I, I, I can't think of like a, a, a secondary player to him, but like LaMarcus Aldridge made the all NBA last year. And there's plenty of players like LaMarcus Aldridge who are, you know, really good players who don't make all NBA. And that is to me where, like, I don't think, I don't think Tatum is going to be like first team all NBA. He's never going to be first team all, all NBA in my opinion. Um, he's going to be second or third team. He's going to be like a, a second tier of stars. Um, and, and Ingram could still be in that sort of hemisphere. Um, he's not going to be, I would bet more on Tatum, but nevertheless, you were getting not only Ingram, you were getting Kuzma, you were getting uh ball, you were getting first round picks, you were getting off of Solomon Hill. I don't know. I think it's a really stupid move. I think it might come back to bite Del Dent in the ass. And if he doesn't get a better, um, better haul than that, like if he has to go back to the Lakers and take, uh, and you know what, at this point I don't even think he can do that. I don't think he can go back to the Lakers and take less than that. Um, I think, it, like, he would have to make a trade with either the Celtics and get what he can get, or or make a trade with like Denver um, or somebody else who might be in the mix. Because um, I don't. I don't think you can go back now to the Lakers and say, we'll take less than what you offered last season at the deadline. Um, that's a very tough position to be in. Uh, but, you know, maybe maybe it all plays out in their favor. I just think it's, 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 it's a very risky proposition. Um, Jawan, what are your thoughts on this whole shindig with uh, Anthony Davis? Uh, well, I'll start by saying they didn't make a mistake. Um, you would have looked as if they had strong-armed you um, out of your best players. So you made the right move by not reacting. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Hold on. Time out. Let me say this, Nick. Offer was not bad. The offer was not bad. Okay. But but knowing that there's other options. I was just telling Luke earlier, who was saying, you know, he had favored the, the Tatum trade over it. If I'm Pelicans, the number one thing I'm looking at is what if the Knicks get the, the top two picks? I would really like the idea of Zion being the face of, of the Pelicans going forward. Um, and the Knicks would, would be all over that. They would give you Zion. Y'all are some biased motherfuckers right now. You're, you're sitting here no, no, as no. a Knicks fan being like, hey, hold on, like, hold on. it'd be hold really on. nice if you got Zion. And Luke's sitting here, it'd be really nice if you got fucking all these things to sell things up. But hold on. Like, I'm not even being biased because I, I yeah, agree Joel with you in the sense of that, right trade, that trade wasn't bad. The trade that the Lakers offered was not bad. I no, think the Pelicans, the Pelicans didn't like the bad face of it. They did not like the bad face of it. And like I said uh, on Monday or, or Tuesday whenever we did the show, they are being petty. They did not like the optic of it. The fact that their best player's uh, agent is the same agent of the guy who's been trying to lure Anthony Davis over to L.A. To them, that's bad faith. They're not going to jump on that right away because the Lakers want it. 
their thought is, let me see what the Knicks can offer. Let me see what the Celtics can offer. Um, and if either one of those two offers are better, I'm, take, I'm taking those immediately. But if neither one of those work out, I, the Lakers are still going to be desperate to make that move. Like, the Lakers – and the thing is, the picks, the Lakers might scale back from a little bit. Like, they won't be too hasty. So, yeah, I'll just give you all the picks. doesn't matter. But the players will still be there. And I think if you're in New Orleans, the biggest thing is if you want anyone in New Orleans to not show up to Saints games and show up to Pelicans games, you need players. You can't sell them on, all right, well, we're just going to draft and build up. Like, no, I need someone here now. So if I'm them, I'm looking for players first, draft pick second. Um, and I think I do think, honestly, you know, Celtics, what they could possibly offer, and the Knicks, if they can get that number one pick, if I'm the Pelicans, that is a little bit more attractive to me um, at this moment than taking that Lakers deal. Yeah, it's just a big what if. I mean, it's like I agree. you got a 14% chance of getting Zion. Um and like I said, you got, in my opinion, a 25% chance of getting the deal that you think you're going to get from the Celtics because of Kyrie and because of um, Danny Ainge and the, the, everything that goes on with that. So are you, are you really going to say, uh, we'll take, you know, let's add those together. Um, we'll even round up. We'll say 15% for the, you know, for uh, the Knicks. We got a forty percent chance then getting something from uh, the Knicks or the um, Celtics that is better than what we got the offer than we got from the um, from the Lakers. And like to me, I get that people just assume the Lakers' offer is still going to be there. I I don't think so. I like you're you're making a very, very big assumption that the Lakers aren't going to make a different move in the offseason, or like, let, let me let me throw this out there. The Lakers may sign somebody, may sign a max player this offseason. You're, you're not getting rid of Solomon Hill anymore. I mean, granted, he would be an expiring contract anyway, but you're, I mean, you're not getting rid of him, which limits your cap flexibility and everything else at that point. Um, and, and, you know, you're not getting Zubats uh, which obviously I think they didn't want anyway, um, but like you're, you're not getting any of the expiring contracts there. There's there's a lot of variables here that you would not be able to get next season that the Lakers were willing to give now to get the deal done. Um, I don't think all but of those things will be on the table in the off season. The biggest issue is Nick. The the biggest reason why I think the Pelicans are in the back of their mind, they're like the deal for the players at least will still be there. There's no way, especially, let's just, and I know this is all hypothetical. Let's say the Lakers don't make the playoffs, right? They do not make the playoffs this year. Right. Ain't no way in hell you selling LeBron the same roster next year. Ain't no way in hell. LeBron just said, no, 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 You better get something. Go get Damian Lillard. Something. You're not about to make yeah, me play the same roster. I just missed the playoffs. That's play. what I'm saying. You could go get Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal or any sort of other players like that. That may not be on the table <laughs> next year for the Pelicans. Like, yeah, I mean, what, that's, if, what if Damian that's, Lillard or Bradley Beal is like, I want the fuck out of here in the offseason? Like, and 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 you know, the Lakers are like, all right, let's get on one of these deals, and then you know that that deal's gone. 
and that drives the price down because the Lakers are no longer buyers. And then, you know, and then you got the fucking Celtics like, yeah, we ain't giving up Tatum. Like, dude, like, there's just so many variables. There's so many things that can happen. Like, if you yeah, had made that deal. Yeah, but the crazy thing is that if, if, you, if you took the deal, right, so this is where it's kind of like catch-22. You take the deal, right, and you're like, you know what? I feel right now this is the best. We don't have to worry about any possibilities of things not working out. Sure. I'm going to take this, right? You take it. Then Kyrie in the offseason stays in Boston. So that means you could have had Tatum. Or the Knicks get that number one pick. So that means you could have had Zion. You now can't take that back. Sure. Like, you can't send the Knicks those sure. players for Zion. We're not going to take that. Yeah. Like, no, you're <laughs> You've now right. made your bet. Yeah. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's, it is a catch-22. It's a, it, it, it's a tricky situation. Um, I'm just saying Bell Jumps doesn't get as and, – and, you know, credit to him on this. Because if Del Demps doesn't get as good of an offer as what was reported um, from the Lakers, he could de- totally be fired um, and should be fired. Uh, but, you know, I mean, he was willing to, you know, risk that in order to try and get a better offer. And, you know, props to him on that, you know. Uh, but, ah, I don't know. I, I Ultimately, I think I would have taken it. Joel, what are your thoughts? Well, I would, you know, just to avoid all this extra fucking drama that we're going to have to hear about for the next couple of months, I would have loved it for him to take it. From all I've heard is that um, he, and then the part of him, uh, Del Demps decided against it because I think like what Juwan was saying, he felt strong-armed, and I think it, it was kind of like, it was more of a move to say kind of like an F you. <laughs> to, to, yeah. to LeBron's team in LA and too. say, you know what? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's basically you're trying to take our best player and leave us with nothing. And now you're obviously trying to give us everything, but at the same time, it kind of it's kind of like tampering. They, they felt disrespected in that regard, so they kind of, right. in their own way, fuck, kind of fuck with the Laker, um, you know, ben, right. not bench, but like the team. Because now they're all questioning each yeah. other. You, got, you know LeBron don't want any of them motherfuckers there. They were about to trade yeah. the whole damn team to bring one dude over. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of disrupted the the the, 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 name it. the chemistry. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. You're right. The chemistry of the Lakers team. So it's very much a, a kind of an inside job there for New Orleans, you know, kind of fucking with L.A. that whole time. Because they were like, oh, we, like and you right. knew it. Because they barely talked to them. They wouldn't really negotiate. They're like, yeah, well, what else you got? L.A. started bidding against themselves. <laughs> that, yeah. Like, there, were, uh, there were other teams involved. It is it funny in that regard. It is. They started, I like, oh, you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? And then they, they eventually said, oh, no, 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 no. Look, you got our whole starting five and our, uh, without LeBron, and two first-round picks. You can't ask for more than that. I'm sorry. We can't give you anything more. We have right. nothing else that's lot. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and um, New Orleans was so just I, sitting there like, you could have yeah, offered uh-huh. us even more than that. We wouldn't have taken it. Fuck you guys. <laughs> exactly. No, there's been two more. Let's see. What else can we ask for this motherfucker? But, I mean, that's really what it came down to. Um, and, like, I have no doubt that Bell uh, Dance has probably had conversations with Boston where they're like, look, it, just hold off, and we'll offer you this, 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 that, this, you know, shit like that. 
And, it, it, you know, there's probably, they're not going to say anything, but there's probably something already established. Like, we're like, all right, well, you're going to offer this. What can LA match? They're not going to, they're going to probably give you the same shit if, if it comes down to that. It's going to be the same right. offer you got. Uh, either you take the LA one, or you take the Boston one, or you take the, the New York one, or whatever other team decides to play play ball and try to bring them into. Um, but it's, it's so annoying. <laughs> it's fucking annoying. But you know like you said, weird? you're taking a chance. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's weird, like, because, you know, we, we speculated that uh, before the, the KP6 trade went down, like, the, the thing that New York had was, well, if you don't take this trade now, KP6 won't yeah. be on the market next year. And the Lakers did not have that. The only person they had that with was Zubats, which obviously he wasn't really even mentioned in the trade. Like, if they had had that with Ingram, maybe that would have been enough to get it done. But like you said, like that, that all the and like Jawan said, all the players that are have been mentioned in this deal will still be available next season, and like that yeah, kind of nice. ended up hurting the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, it did. It's weird because they they know that LA can't give you more than what they got. Like other teams right. will. They're 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 bidding against themselves. They're like now if Kyrie does not leave Boston. That leads, you know, that's different because then now Boston's involved. There's a whole bunch of other teams that might want to try to get involved, but obviously it's going to come down to L.A. or Boston, uh, even though A.D. keeps saying he doesn't want to go to Boston. <laughs> but who knows how true that is. Um, well, uh, but, and I wonder, too, if that's – you remember – I know you remember this, Joel. Um, uh-huh. Jimmy Butler, when he was originally uh, speculated in trades back when he was in Chicago – that he was speculated mm-hmm. to be traded to Cleveland, and then he was like, mm-hmm. "I want, like, I want to go to Cleveland." And then, like, two days later, he was like, "I don't want to go to Cleveland." And you know that had a lot to do with, uh, you know, Kyrie Irving's influence. He wanted to go there to play with Kyrie Irving, not LeBron. Um, and right. you know, like, essentially, Kyrie was like, "Don't come here. You don't want to be here." Um, <laughs> and then he was like, "No, right. I don't want to go to Cleveland." Um, like I feel like maybe that could be in play a little bit. I I don't yeah, feel no, like don't. it's as much of a play, but I feel like right. there, there could be some kind of amount of that kind of play here. That is, um, it is weird. Yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't want to go to Boston unless he knows something we don't know. And I'm not trying to speculate. I'm just saying, it's just, why? Why wouldn't you want to go play oh, in I'm Boston? I'm totally trying like, to I don't speculate. Get, I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, it just doesn't make sense. Um, unless he believes like, like unless he's like his dad and he feels the same way and he felt disrespected about the whole I thing with IT. Even though that was a good move. Like IT hasn't played since that game. Like really right. he played a little bit better. Exactly. But he hasn't been the same. No, he's been hurt game. ever since. He he fucked up his whole career because of that fucking one playoff series for Boston. He ruined yeah. everything. Well, so. well, you know what? If, <laughs> if, if, if I'm any if I'm any kind of like elite player, like I'd look at Boston and be like yeah, I want to go there yeah. because they, you know, make the best out of their assets and put yeah. pieces around their players. And, right. like, I'm an elite player. I'm not Isaiah Thomas. Like, they're not going to do that to me because <laughs> poor, I am poor fucking IT. elite. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Right. that's true. Juwan, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, even if <laughs> Isaiah Thomas did come back um, at 100% and was playing well, 
are you sure you want Isaiah Thomas over Kyrie Irving? Like, I mean, that doesn't seem like no. an opportunity you pass up on. No. Um, right. So it's like, even if he did come back the same player, again, like you were just saying, don't you want to go to an organization that makes the best? Like, you're Anthony Davis. You don't ever have to worry about waking up one day and then the Celtics are like, we're going to trade Anthony Davis. Like, you're not, you're not the same caliber of player. So it's like you don't have to feel mm. like, man, maybe they'll trade right. me. No. No, as right. long as you to be a walking thirty and ten, they're never going to trade you. So you don't have to worry about right. that. So at least not this is, year. Maybe in your well, at least not this year, right? <laughs> so <laughs> to me, that that's confusing. But I will say, where there's there's smoke, there's fire. I do think because we know the NBA of today is a huge fraternity. I do think Kyrie yeah. maybe was like, "Yo, I don't know if I'm going to stay." <laughs> like. You know, if you yeah. come here, I have no idea if I want to stay. I could completely change well, my mind. So like this year, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'll say this: if Kyrie leaves, uh, look, it should be a hundred percent by next year. So you should be good to bring it back home to Boston and bring it home. That's a good idea. Maybe yeah, bring, uh, bring, bring it back, on back a, to Boston. Yeah, as long bring as back and coming back off the bench right here. Yes, as long as you're yeah, with that, you're not starting over Terry. Yeah. Okay. But, like, well, you know, well, 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 that's how it'll start. It's we'll not how it goes. But, like, right, exactly. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I see you didn't start really when you got there. Hey, I see earned hey, Luke, what, starting spot. When I want to know what you think about that. Uh, just real quick before we move on. Like, if you do I'm thinking lose, is, uh, you guys are reading way too far into this. We've gone out to left field. We hopped in an alien ship, and now we've gotten to that Isaiah Thomas is going to start on the Celtics. So I'm not going any further. That is all you're getting out of me. Let's go to the next topic. Let's go Uh, to the next one. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's get back to the Um, (laughs) All right. Well, hey. the Pelicans might not have moved uh, Anthony Davis, but they did move one of their big pieces. They moved Nikola Miritich to the Milwaukee Bucks in exchange for Stanley Whoa. Johnson, which is weird because he wasn't on that team uh, for very long. Um, and uh, Jason Smith. Uh, and what that, four second-round picks? Is that right? Jo- yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> four second-round second picks. <laughs> All right, well, that, that's what it is. Um, I, I, I just fuck. That's a, that's a, that's another Eastern team that makes a move to try to make themselves better. I, I wonder how they're gonna like incorporate him. Like, in my first instinct was thinking, okay, all right, you shift um, Middleton back to shooting guard and Sakumpo back to um, small, forward. small forward. You weren't. Yeah, you work you work uh Mirosis into the the power forward spot and you, and you keep Lopez and Bledsoe where they are. Um like that's about that's it kind of my first thought. Um and and then you know, you, you kinda work um like I think I think Mirosis could be like the backup center. Um, especially since they traded yeah, Bond. Um Yeah, right. like I mean he he's got the size and he, and he does the same thing essentially that that Brooke Lopez does. Um, yeah, so like more or less. He could, yeah, so I feel like <laughs> but he could rotate that. those. Right, and I feel like you could rotate those two guys um, to be your center. Um, having Lopez like at like maybe twenty eight thirty minutes a game, you have 
Miritich fill in the extra 16 to 18 minutes, and then you have him play power forward in the meantime, and then, you know, with the rest of the team, you work in, of course, um, Brogdon and Hill and um, uh, all their, their other pieces as you can. Um, but, like, I don't know. I think that is – depending on how they utilize him, which I have the utmost faith in Coach Budenholzer to utilize him the best way possible, um, I think it's right. a fucking great trade uh, for the Bucks. And I really <laughs> – I love that, like, the Sixers make this huge deal, and basically the Raptors and Bucks are, like, not so fast, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, we're, we're, like, we ain't going to just let you be the, the kings of the deadline. Like, we got some moves to make ourselves. Um, right. But uh, what, what, what do you think about this deal for the Bucks, Joel? Oh, I thought it was a great move, man. I, I, well, they had to go and get rid of some of those. Those guys, because they, you know, the Pelicans are not in the, they don't, they don't want to win now. Before it was different. Now, now they're not in the business of winning. They needed to get rid of some assets, try to get something back. Um, they did get a small forward at least in Stanley Johnson, even though he's turned out to be somewhat of a bust. And so, somebody who's on, um, who's on a restricted free agent contract, so they right. can match right. whatever. Like they can, they have at least an in in road to keep him if they if the if the salary is right. Yeah. Pelicans definitely have they did they did something and finally they did something for themselves uh, and for Meritage you know they they said like again he got traded during the deadline to go help a playoff <laughs> Milwaukee's the best team in the East right now so it, it's just it's a great fit like he like you said I didn't even think about him starting he could definitely start on that team he could definitely start or come off the bench and be a backup center that's fine too because they've been playing a lot of uh, they don't really play a center off the bench at the moment they kind of play DJ Wilson and Ilya Sova off the bench, uh, they're both, like, fours, like, stretch fours. Um, so, it, that he's definitely – he's another stretch four, but he's a little bit bigger than them, so he could definitely probably uh, do that, start or come off the bench. I thought that's just added depth. Because, to me, Miritich, he's just been hurt a lot this year. When he's healthy, is one of the better power forwards in the league. At least this year he has been. He's just been really good. <laughs> like, Pelicans before all the – if it wasn't for them being so hurt, they probably would have been good because Miritich and Randall and Davis were a hell of a front court, and they're just all playing around the same position. But they, they complemented each other so damn well. It was kind of scary. Um, but they just had no fucking depth. It was so annoying, that team. Um, it's just it's, he just he works really good in, in, uh, in Milwaukee. He's going to help them a lot. I really, like I said, I thought he was like, – when healthy, Miritich was a top 10 power forward. I would not be surprised if he started. Also – would be a great asset off the bench. Indeed. Luke, your thoughts? My thoughts is, man, again, the East, how it's gotten so much better, especially for the best team in the league to go in and come out of nowhere. I mean, didn't really see this one. You know, they always say the the big trades always happen behind doors and everything and in secrecy, and this one came out of nowhere. I mean, them yeah. being able to pick up him for, like, 6,000 second round picks and um, Stanley Johnson <laughs> who they flipped who, who they flipped for Thon Maker who didn't want to play for them anymore so they essentially lost Thon Maker to get a big so they're not losing out of the big position to get a big they can stretch the floor that loves to shoot the threes for, and is really good at it and last oh, yeah. year got and traded rebound. to a team right at the trade deadline and helped the team make the playoffs run 
And it's like, well, what else can he do to a team that's already in first? You know, even make it even better. I mean, I was kind of fiddling with this trade uh, not too long ago, and I didn't think it would happen. But it was just, it's funny that it did go down. I mean, I gave up way more people for Milwaukee. But in the end, I mean, Bucks Bucks are doing all the right things. I mean, he fits well with that team. Like you said, he can definitely start. I don't see him starting. I could see him and Lopez really playing opposite minutes of each other. And then sometimes having them out with each other, but that's just a lot of uh, yeah. big bodies to be down there. But you know, hey, yeah, Coach Budenholzer, they all stretch the floor. Exactly, <laughs> they all do stretch the floor. That's the crazy thing is they yeah. all can stand Except around. For and so, don't need it with that team. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. Crazy. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. They built the perfect team around him. Like they built that's a right. bunch of fucking people who can shoot around him. It's beautiful. That's right. So uh, Juwan, uh, sorry, Luke, finish up, and then I'll pass it to Juwan. I was just going to say, it's scary, and it just shows that Philly might have a great start at five, but there's teams in the East, I mean, not even my, like, besides my team, but there's teams in the East that are, are going deep now with yeah. who they can play in their lineups. So, it's going to be Boston very will, They'll play. make a move. They'll probably pick up someone and buy out. So, you, know, you never know. So, oh, yeah. Answer. They're not done. Maybe, maybe, maybe they buy out. Yeah, they're gonna go cancer. They're gonna get cancer. Yeah, we'll see if that helps them. <laughs> I'm, 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 uh, I'm on the fence. Uh, but uh, yeah. he's a mole. He works but, uh, Juwan, Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> Juwan, what are your thoughts um, uh, on the deal? This, this trade is insane. I mean, I still can't get over the the fact that Brook Lopez can hit step back threes. Uh, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to properly process that in my mind. Kirk um, Lopez has evolved his game to where he can now hit step back threes as if he's like Steph or Clay. Um, now you have a guy who can come in and hit threes very efficiently also. So it's like this team is becoming um, really deep with uh, their ability to shoot the ball. Um, and with the idea of Giannis now being able to shoot a lot better than he has before. Excuse me. Even though he airballed a three in the last game, that was just horrible. Um, yeah. Th- this team can attack you in so many different ways, um, and they play defense so well. Um, Budenholzer, I believe, is the coach's name. That guy is doing a hell of a job. Oh, he did. Um, coach, I- I'm, uh, I'm blown away by by what he's been able to do with uh, with this team. But um, but yeah, this, this trade is crazy. I mean, wasn't Miritic the the one in the playoffs last year that dropped like thirty, and he was like crazy yeah. hot? Um, yeah. So it's like That's if you can get the thing is, this team doesn't necessarily need Miritic to do it, but the idea of having someone who can is going to be such a great fallback uh, for this team to have. Like if teams are starting to guard Giannis to where they're doubling in the paint or whatever. Giannis having these guys that he can just kick it out to um, to, to hit the three, it's going to be huge for that team come playoffs. Like, it won't mean much, uh, well, that much now, but in the playoffs, it's going to mean a hell of a lot. Because, um, of Indeed. course, the roster shrinks, the rotation shrinks. So the idea of yep. having guys you can rely on big time, like Amiritic, is going to be huge. So, I mean, this is another team that you look at and you go, man, they are loaded. Like, they're ready to go. I'm with Luke now. I'm looking more like 
I'm way more interested in the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs than I am in the West. It's uh, yeah, and right. It's like the conference final or the semifinals. Like it was like when we get like, dude, if we get like Milwaukee versus Boston, like a rematch, and then we get Toronto versus Philly, like or something like that. Like any of those four teams playing against each other are going to be really fucking interesting, um, given all of their pieces and the coaching and everything else. Like it's going to be way more interesting than what's going on in the West. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's where you hang your hat. Um, as far as, uh, the playoffs are concerned for the season. All right, guys, we got about little over 10 minutes left. Um, so we got this, this Harrison Barnes trade. We got the Otto Porter jr. Trade, um, and, and a slew of other trades. I just want to kick around to everybody. Just, any trade that you want to highlight, that you want to talk about, um, just open monologue. I'm going to throw it over to you first, Luke. Um, what 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 trade out of every anything that we haven't talked about right now do you think, um, or just that you want to uh, expound upon? Um, I'm just going to go on just one quick thing. I mean, because you, you hit it to the Sacramento going for Harrison Barnes and then the Otto Porter trade. Yeah. Um, I want to bring up Daniel Murray, man. I mean, Houston, low-key did it again. I mean, he just – he got under the tax line. I don't know how he did that. And he still somehow <laughs> picked up people to help his team this year. He picked up Fareed. Yeah. Um, yeah. They got Rivers, depth now. <laughs> and he just got uh, what's his face today um, in that trade with the Shumper. three team trade. Um, Shumpert. I'm on Shumpert. Yeah, yeah Shumpert. Yeah. Three people while all getting under the luxury tax. So my, it's crazy. what a like nothing big and like there's other GMs that are doing other things, but low key man, Houston, he knows what he's doing out there, and they can still pick up someone else. So I gotta give a shout out to a GM. It's just like. You know, he didn't do the biggest things and all that, but if you really look at what he's been able to do on the buyout markets and all that and get his team on the luxury tax, that's, that's what you want as an owner. That's exactly what you want running your team. So that's that's my quick little out there. Yeah, and I think for anybody who's, like, really in the know as far as, like, how the GM position is operated, I, I think Daryl Morey is – easily a, a top tier candidate for GM of the year, despite, you know, the, the, Oh, well, he didn't re-sign Trevor Reza. Well, yeah, he didn't re-sign Trevor Reza for 15 million fucking dollars a season. Um, we saw where that got Phoenix. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, a lot going on there, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from there. So, um, it's an amazing, uh, move or, or sequence of moves that, uh, that Maury was ever able to make. I didn't even know they had gotten under the luxury tax. So, um, yeah, by all means, um, I was, I was honestly like, um, you know, before you said that, I was like kind of proud of like Ernie Grumfeld for like getting under the luxury tax. And it's like, well, you know, if, if Daryl Maury is going to be the measuring mark, well then fuck you, Ernie. Like you, you didn't do enough. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, good highlight. Um, Joel, uh, what do you want to highlight? Well, I mean, before I get to my highlight, I just realized that Houston now really has no stretch forward like at all. I mean, PJ Tucker, they play at, stretch, at the stretch forward, but he's 
not really a four. They have legit, like, no one that they play playing the four. I mean, they're going to literally play a whole bunch of wings and two bigs. I mean, I mean, all the yeah. game. Uh, so it's going to be Capella and Freed, the only big guys they play. Everyone else are going to be, like, small forwards. It, fucking thing, Tony. Anyway, um, yeah, but now I can get to my, <laughs> my little rant. Um, I, I look, I, I have no real standouts. I mean, we talked a lot about everything else, but I just wanted to, like, we were talking about it earlier, but Nick Stauskas and Wade Baldwin got traded from Portland today. Or, I'm sorry, not, not today, a couple days ago. And, but they, they got traded uh, three days after they originally got traded to Cleveland. They got traded again to Houston and then traded again uh, to Indiana only to get Wade. <laughs> so they legit got <laughs> traded three times this week only to get waves by Indiana. And uh, I feel bad. I want to shout them out and say, keep your chins up. You'll find a house somewhere. Um, they, I hope you guys didn't unpack because that's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like, that's super fucking crazy. And, and you know, like, there must be something, that, that, that some rule about either, like, um, I, I don't know, minimum players or something or, or something at the trade deadline where, like, aggregating salaries um, doesn't apply. I got to figure this shit out. But, like, dude, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Like, dudes got traded to four different teams and then got waived. Ugh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a lie. That's really <laughs> rough. And, 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 like, and, and what's even weirder about it is in congregation with one another. Like, they just moved yeah, from together. the same team to the same team. <laughs> um, like, yeah, that, that, that's really strange. Um, Jawan, what's your little standout? Uh, I'm going to highlight Harrison Barnes going to the Kings. Uh, I think that was yeah. a really good move for that team. Uh, and I really think I think what's going to be crazy is if it comes down to the Lakers or the Kings snatching up that, that eighth spot, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but I really yeah. do hope that the Kings can uh, can make the playoffs because I think them making the playoffs this year, obviously they're not going to do anything, but it's a good start for that team getting itself out of the graveyard um, after the whole DeMarcus Cousins situation. So I think that would be a really good look for them, and I think Harrison Barnes can help them on their journey to making the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really like that deal. I was really hoping they'd get Otto Porter, but after the Bulls acquired him, I was like, damn, where do they go from here? And I didn't see that deal coming. to the Wizards. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't see that deal coming. Like, Barnes going there, I didn't see that coming. Um, but obviously, if you're Dallas, you're, you're freeing up so much cap, so you're bringing up a max spot next season. So, I mean, you're ultimately you're you're trying to pitch your your the the free agent slew of free agents that are out there, and you're saying, hey, we got Luca, we got Kristaps, um, now um, come join us, and that's that's where their heads at, and you know, like um, let them let them continue to try, because um, you know. I, I thought they had learned their lesson, um, you know, and that's why they traded for KP. Um, but apparently they haven't, so they they traded away a really good player for you know cap space uh, to try and go out and get a better player, which they probably won't get. Um, so it's it's awesome. <laughs> like uh, like why wouldn't you be happy about that if you're either a uh, well uh, as far as a Hawks fan, it doesn't really matter as far as 
except for this year. But if you're a Knicks fan, you should be really happy about that because they're probably not going to get a better player in free agency. It's just if history has proven anything. Um, so um, be happy as a Knicks fan, I say. Um, as far as my highlights, um, I mean, there's a lot of things I would like to highlight, but n- namely I, I, I have to talk about the Hawks and their inability to move anything at the deadline again. They were unable to move Bellinelli and Ilyasova last year. They're now buying both those guys out. They both went to join the Sixers, and from what you know, were widespread reports last season, all the Sixers wanted to do was say, hey, take back Bayless, Jared Bayless, because he had this year's salary left on his deal. Um and the Hawks were like, we, we're not going to take back Bayless. And, and the Sixers were like, we'll give you like two, three second-round picks, just, but you got to take Bayless to make this money work. And the Hawks were like, no, we're not going to do that. We don't want it. Like, you need to come up with something better than that. And essentially they were like, well, we don't have anything better than that, and so nothing got done. We bought them out, and they both joined the Sixers. It's like the same fucking – it's like Groundhog Day right now. Like, so now we got Lynn – we got Deadman, and both of them are expiring contracts. And there, there were massive talks around the league, and I just feel like that that, that Schlink was just he wants too much for these players. And like you see the going rate on these types of players, these expiring contract players, you get you get a second round pick or two second round picks or whatever. Um, you don't get more than that. You don't get a first round pick. You don't, and, and you know what? You get a first round pick. If you make a bold move like Cleveland made, which I should have just highlighted Cleveland and said props to them throughout the whole fucking season and getting shit done and getting draft assets. Um, But, like, dude, you know, like they traded George Hill, um, who's essentially an expiring contract, uh, for uh, two years of Del Vadova. So they got him next year and John Henson. And they got a first-round pick out of that. You're trying to tell me that – we couldn't have fucking done uh, Jeremy Lin and Dwayne Dedman like, for that same deal, both expiring contracts, same amount of cap, basically. Like, dude, that would be way better for both teams. Or, well, for for uh, it'd be it'd be just as good for us as it is for for Cleveland, and it would be better for Milwaukee. Um, so yeah, I I I, I, I Schlink. He's he's hovering around like a B plus to minus for me right now. Like I gotta give him props for drafting uh Herder and for drafting Collins. Trey Young looks like he's gonna be good. It sucks that we gave up um Luca, but we'll see what we get with that draft pick. Um it also pisses me off that we did not take Robinson when we had the chance to do so. Um I'm sure you love that, uh Joel. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but like, so like, there's there's a lot of little things, and and you know, like, I know a lot of this is like hindsight's twenty twenty, but like a lot of these things like make it harder for me personally because I was like, we need to keep Luca, or like we should take Mitchell Robinson there. Um, it's the things that he has hit on, um, that I was you know, a little more skeptical about, not that I was skeptical, skeptical about Collins, 
Um, but like Herder, I was like, no, nah, I wouldn't have taken Herder there. Uh, with Collins, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, he's probably the best player available there. I wasn't super high on him though, but he's been a lot better um, than you know what I expected. Um, so like it's hit or miss. Like he he's been okay, but he has not been able to well at all, and that is frustrating. Um, so that that would be my like kind of takeaway as far as for my Atlanta Hawks. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, fucking great recap, guys. Uh, guy, I wish we had an extra hour. Like I wish we could just delve into all the little traits. Um, maybe we'll, we'll we'll have like a uh like a, a I don't know an hour long show. Um, this weekend or something, if we if we can uh, find time to do so, I doubt it, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, it was it was a really fun show to recap all of this shit. And um, thank you, uh, Joel and Luke, for joining me. Thank you, Juwan, who's already dipped out. Uh, and uh, be sure to check out uh, Geek Vibes Live this Sunday. I think we got top ten coming up Saturday. Uh, we will be back next Tuesday um, to uh, just, you know, talk about everything that's happened since then, all of the brouhaha and what have you. Maybe we'll actually talk about the wow. games now that uh, all the, the drama has settled with the trades and whatnot. And uh, before you know, we're getting into all-star, uh, uh, all-star preview time. And, yeah, and then... Uh, the playoffs are right around the corner. Playoffs? Yeah, playoffs. Uh, so we'll be getting into all that, too. Uh, so tune in next week, Tuesday at 7 o'clock. But until then, peace. Peace.